This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. setbacks to be turned into your comebacks and so tonight we're going to kind of play off of that but the subtitle on it is lean on God's promises because that's the only way that your setbacks are going to get turned around into your comebacks better in God if we lean on him because without leaning on God I'm telling you it won't work Um, life will take you over circumstances will take you over uh, things will just take you over you know, um, you hear about people committing suicide, both Christians and non-Christians. And, and it, it's a sad thing, see? But that is a spirit from the enemy to get a person to feel hopeless. And I'm going to tell you tonight, that's a lie. See, there's nothing, nothing that this world or anyone or anything could ever do to you that God can't turn it around heal you, make you whole, and bring you back better than you were before. But you're going to have to lean on him, and you're going to have to run into him. And then you've got to put yourself around people that believe the word of God. See, because that's what happens. When you separate yourself from first from God, then you start separating yourself from people. I'm going to tell you that's when the enemy work moves in, and he works overtime. He works overtime because if he can separate you from the word of God, then he'll eventually start separating you from the truth that he has for you. So keep yourself lined up with him and lean on him and surround yourself with people that love God and love you. Don't be, say, well, what if they, what are they going to think if they know what I'm going through? They're going to say, I've gone through it too, or maybe I'm going through it now, but let's go through it together. Because that's what we believe around here, that together you're better. All right, so our first scripture is in Joshua 21, 45. It says, and the first uh, version I'm going to read it out of is the, uh, the uh, NLT. Not a single one of all good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. In the message, it says, not one word failed from all the good words God spoke to the house of Israel. Everything came out right. Do you see what he's saying there? He said every word. See, all the good words that God said. But that's what we got to say what God says. See, because I'm telling you, remember, there's power in the tongue. The, the Lord said there's death and there's life, but you and I get to choose. But we've got to be careful of what we're saying because remember, what comes out of your mouth gets planted into your spirit, man. And eventually, if you keep saying it enough, it's going to start taking root. And it will start coming up. And the next thing you know, you're going to have more of what you're saying and more of what everybody else is saying, and you're not going to have enough what God is saying. See, God's word, see, will just weed out all that stuff, all the lies, the garbage, the religion. But you've got to say God's word, his good words, because his words have life, okay? 
His words have life. So when we experience a setback, we'll, we tend, see our natural human nature is that we tend to then look at the wrong place or focus on the wrong thing. We begin to look at the bank account because that seems to be what is, is the biggest thing. Then we're focusing either on people or family or our kids or our job and how much we hate it. Or then we start looking at our failures and then our circumstances and, you know, we'll look at them. You know, I've served God longer than them. I've done this and look at their life. It's just all looks like it's just wonderful. But look at me. I'm having to struggle here and fight here. Don't look at others. Okay? And you say, well, they're looking at me. Well, fine. But let them look at you in the struggle coming out to your comeback that's better. Okay? Everybody goes through things. But don't sit down in the middle of it because the devil will eat your lunch and take you out. And remember, your family and those attached to you are going to be affected by that. So you've got to be careful not to be focusing on the wrong things when you get a setback or you get knocked down or things didn't go the way you thought. Be careful. You know, look to him. Don't look at it. Don't look at everybody else. Don't look at all the other stuff now that's screaming at you. Keep your eyes on him and not on the thing. Not on the circumstance, not on what's screaming at you, or even in your body. Say, no, but God said, I've already been made whole. God said that I'm prosperous, spirit, soul, and body. God said, I shall see my family and grandchildren as long as he tarries to a thousand generations, walking with God and saved and healed and made whole, serving him. So put your attention, see, on God. Not what you can see, not what you can control. See, because our flesh wants to say, well, but you could fix this. Maybe you could do this. Maybe you could do that. Well, maybe why don't you try that or just forget it? No, focus on him so all that other negativity will leave your thought life. Focus on God. Feed your life the, thing, the very thing that you're suffering with or you're having trials with, whether it be uh, finances, whether it be your marriage, whether it be your children, your family, whether it be your body, whatever that is, then get those scriptures, listen to that over and over and over again so that you can push out the other stuff. Because, see, if you don't hold on to God and on to his word, then you're going to start operating in your feelings. And your emotions. And the next thing you know, you're going to be agreeing with the circumstances or agreeing with what they've said or what your body says or what the devil's tried to tell you. God says that when everything in life is falling apart, we need to remember his promises, that they can be trusted and that they are true. But see, once again, if you don't know what his promises say, it's kind of hard for you to grab a hold of them. Okay, look them up. Find out the promises. What has God said about you and you in your life? Whatever it concerns, God has got something from, uh, from, from houses to your family to your children to your healing to you having peace to joy. It don't matter what you're going through. God's got promises in there. And I'm going to tell you, you know, you say, well, I don't know how to look all that up in the Bible. Well, then, my God, go to the telephone and Google it because that's what everybody seems to do. Okay, that's not hard. I mean, think about how easy we got it in this day and time that you can just say, give me scriptures on healing. Give me scriptures on feeling depressed. Give me scriptures, you know, uh, uh, on believing God for a home, 
I'm going to tell you how, and then, but now, then you see them, now write them down, then go to your Bible and look them up, or look them up on your phone, however you want to do, but then you've got to read it, and begin to read it, and then it's good to write them down, and then after you write them down, put them where then every day you can look at them and say that and say that and say it, because what does it say? It tells us to hear and to hear and to hear. It's by hearing the word. It's by hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. He didn't say just do it one time. Why did he say in the Bible? He said keep hearing and hearing, okay? You've got to keep planting it in your heart. So when everything else is falling apart, grab a hold of God's promises because we know that those are true and trusted, regardless of what the devil's try to tell us, regardless of sometimes what we've tried to say because we've been hurt or disappointed, you know, God's word is true and it can be trusted. But you have to choose to believe God at his word, and it's for you. He's no respecter of persons. You know, quit looking at everybody else and say, well, it was because they probably did that. And, you know, they served God all these years, or they went to the mission field, and, or they were this and they were that. That's probably life, why life has been so wonderful for them. Everybody has a different path. Everybody's walked down a different road. We all came from different places. We've all hit certain circumstances. Some have been other people's fault. Some have been ours. So nobody's life can be care- compared to somebody else's. The only thing you compare your life to is what are you doing right now with God's word? Say, when we stand in front of God, he's not going to say, well, you poor little thing. You had a sucky, screwy life, turned upside down. Everybody in it abused you. You know, bless your little heart. No, he's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? I gave you the life. I gave you life. I gave you my son. I gave you every answer, every promise that you'd ever need was in my word. But what did you do with it? See, I can't answer for anybody. I'm going to have to answer for me. I can't blame anybody else. When I stand up there, it's what did I do? In Joshua 21, 45, it says, The Bible tells us not a single one of all good promises. Now, listen, I'm, just, I'm reading this again because it, it, it's good to repeat things. Um, not a single one of all the good promises that the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. See, so what God says, we have to say it. You're going to have to be in agreement with him. And when you get in agreement, honey, get ready for things to start to change and turn around. Quit saying what you see. Quit saying what you feel. Quit saying what everybody else is trying to tell you or telling you to accept it. You know, just roll over and, you know, play dead. No, get up and say what God says. When you can count on any, when you can't count on anything or anyone else, and sometimes there's been times in life where maybe you feel like everybody has failed. You feel like you're standing all alone, but you're not. God is with you. When everybody else runs away, God's always standing right there, waiting for us to run into his arms. You can always count on God. He will never fail us. Now listen. If there's ever been failure, it's never been because God, okay? It's either been because of out of ignorance or out of choices we made or out of circumstances we got ourselves in unintended, maybe by others, or maybe we just made a stupid wrong choice, okay? Or sometimes we did something and we really thought it was good, but it wasn't God. We didn't maybe hear him good enough because we weren't listening, you know? But regardless of any of that, God has never failed us. It's always either us or because of something else that's been done or just sometime life happens, okay? We live in a bad world with a bad devil. 
and sometimes things happen, but it says that greater is he that lives on inside of me than he that is in the world. So there's nothing that I'm going to face that I cannot overcome with God by my side and his word. But I got to know what he has said. And then I got to start saying it so I can change. Remember, we had that big thing we talked about, about your, your words, frame your world. Okay, if you don't like what you're having, start saying something different. Change your framework. Tear it, tear it down if you got to and start all over again. But start saying, frame your life with God's words so that you can have a different outcome. That's what Paul told his shipmates when they were being battered by the storm in Acts 27 and all looked lost. But God had told Paul that they would be safe. Paul trusted God and he told the others. He told the others, so he didn't just go, well, we're going to drown, guys. But God said we're going to be safe, but I don't know. We're going to drown. No, he took what God said, believed it, and then went and spoke it out, told others. In Acts 27, 25, in the message, it says, Last night God's angel stood at my side, an angel of this God I serve, saying to me, Don't give up, Paul. You're going to stand before Caesar yet, and everyone sailing with you is also going to make it. So, dear friends, take heart. I believe God will do exactly what he told me. In the Amplified, it reads, So keep up your courage, men, for I believe God. See, he had to make a choice. He chose to believe what was being said to him. I believe God and have complete confidence in him that it will turn out exactly as I've been told. See, there was no doubt. God said, it's going to be all right. You're going to make it. They're going to make it. And he believed it. But now listen, if he would have done the opposite of that and not believed it, then not only would he affected him, guess what? The whole ship would have sunk. Everybody would have been affected, not just Paul. See, that's why it's so important that sometimes you're the one that's the one that's in faith and believing. So don't give up now because people are counting on you. People are looking to you that, that are maybe not strong enough or not there yet. So you've got to make the hard choice sometimes. It seems hard, but it's the God choice to do what's right and stay with God. To walk in that victory. Paul didn't place his faith in a ship. Or in the captain, he placed it in God. Paul trusted God. Sometimes we need to stop and ask ourselves, who are we trusting? Are we trusting in our abilities? Are we trusting maybe what worked before? Are we trusting it was all right to get by with, you know, I flung it out one time, said it real nice, said a little prayer, and God fixed it, and it was wonderful. But maybe that ain't going to work this time. Maybe you're going to have to dig in there. Maybe you're going to have to write it down. You're going to have to put it in front of your face. Maybe you're going to have to put more than one scripture. More you're going to have to declare more than one time. Maybe you're going to have to say it every day. You're going to have to get up every morning because it's a matter of life and death. But who are you trusting? Sometimes we can trust stuff. We can trust ourselves and we can trust people. But when it gets back to it, God is the only answer. That boat wasn't going to last forever, and Paul understood that. But he knew that no matter what, that the promises of God would last forever. They are eternal. 
people, they are eternal. Even though in the midst of the storm, when it looks foolish and it looks ridiculous to believe and to stand and, and say a bunch of words, you know, out, out, of a, out of a book, okay? And the devil tries to tell you, now what's that going to do? It's going to change my life. It's going to save my life. It's going to keep my family. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Are you trying to put your trust in that, like a puny little lifeboat? Maybe sometimes you think, well, I got through this before. I faked it through. I used my little charm. I used my personality. I used my looks. I've been able to get through it before, you know. I went back to church one time a month, and it helped before. Sure, I can, I can do it. My money can change things. Don't think that you'll ever be able to buy yourself out of any problem or that we look or sound so good or so impressive that that's going to keep us going. No, God is the only thing. That's the only trust. See, because all of those little puny lifeboats that sometimes we're trying to grasp a hold of will someday perish. Someday they'll fade away. They'll sink. The only safe place in the middle of a storm is directly in the center of God's will. Right in his center. Just ask Paul. In Acts 27, it ends with an incredible comeback. It said, the Bible says that everyone escaped safely. Now listen to this key word. To share. That's in 2744. Escape safely to share so they could go tell what God had done. Why do you think the devil fights you sometimes, see, and you holding on and you getting victory over an area of your life? Are you getting victory and being faithful and coming to church and tithing and giving and going out and telling? Because, see, if you don't go tell, how will they know? If your life don't go tell the story, how are they going to know? Says they don't know unless we go tell. See, so by them trusting God, it says they escaped safely to go share. They went and told God delivered us. They were able to go tell. They weren't out there dead in the ocean, and everybody mourned them. Well, see there, there goes some more following that God. No, because they chose to believe God that what brought them up out of that storm. And the Amplified in Acts 27, 44, it reads, And he commanded the rest to follow, some on floating planks and others on various things from the ship. And so it was that all of them were brought safely to land. Like they always have, God's promises come true. Everyone was safe. Now look, they didn't come in on some red carpet. Some fancy cruise boat didn't come pick them up. Some of them were floating on a hunk of wood. Okay, it wasn't the best circumstance, but they were alive. And they made it to safety to go tell, I'm alive. God saved us. God delivered us. When you lean on God's promises during a storm, you won't be the only one who was helped. Remember, people are watching our lives. People are connected to our lives. Your family, you know, and some maybe you may not even see on a regular basis. But if they're not serving God or they're kind of dabbling with the things of God, but you've always been the one that has followed God, they're watching you. 
They're watching everything you do. They watch everything you say. They watch when trials come, when trouble comes, just waiting for you to quit, waiting for you to give up, waiting for you to say, see, must be you were right. This God ain't real. People that you don't even know their names are watching your life. And someday going to cross your path. But if you're not doing the right thing and at the right place at the right time, then they will have walked right on by and you were supposed to have been there to touch their lives. So when you lean on God's promises during a storm, remember you're not the only one that he's wanting to deliver. He's wanting you to go tell, but he's also wanting your life to scream out to everybody, look, God is real. God will deliver you. God will heal you. God will make you whole. Don't let the devil rob you anymore. Quit looking at your setback and saying, well, see, I've messed up again. God said, it's all right because we're going to come back better. We're going to come back better than before. We're going to tell, show the devil you are such an idiot. Listen, he always overplays his hand. Let me just give you a newsflash. The devil will always overplay his hand if you stay with God. Eventually, see, he'll get exposed. They'll get exposed. The thing will get exposed. It always does if you stay with God. But you can't, you know, be with God, then you're off with God. Then you're on with God, and you're out because that's how the devil gets in. And he'll be sure to get in. God can save your whole ship, you, your household, everything attached to it, and all the people, like I said, that you don't even know their names. But you're going to have to stay with them. You're the one that's here tonight. You know, not mama, not daddy, maybe not the kids, maybe not the aunt, the uncle, the husband, whatever, but you are. So that means you're the one that's going to have to stay with God. You're the one that's going to have to save the ship with God. See, because God needs somebody on there to believe him, to trust him. But he needs you to lean on him and believe in his promises and just start saying yes and amen. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. If God said it, it's for me, and it's yes and amen. I don't care if it looks like, I mean, that's the biggest hole and I'm down in the bottom of it and the sand's coming in and I can't even hardly see. I'm going to say yes and amen. My God will deliver me. My God will turn it around. What the devil meant to destroy me, to shut me up, to put me down, to sit me down, my God said he will deliver me. I'll come up out of this thing better than before. I will turn around. People will stand and say, oh, my God, I thought you were done. I thought they were going to bury you. I thought you were going to quit God. I thought this. I thought that. And you say, no, I decided to follow Jesus. I decided to stay with him. In the thick and the thin, in the good and the bad. And in the end, I'll stand and tell the victory story that God is my deliverer. God is my healer. God has prospered my soul, spirit, soul, and body. All of my needs are met according to his riches and glory. I lack in nothing in no area. I have so much. I'm asking God, where do you want me to do next? Where do you want me to give it next? Oh, God, what can I do? God, let me pour my life out to others so that they can come to you. 
What are some of God's promises that have meant the most to you during these difficult times or during some setbacks or maybe some disappointments that you've had? This is where I encourage you because I'm speaking out of what I have to do. I have to sometimes go back to what I call my stones of remembrance. That sometimes when the devil, you know, has gotten maybe in my business or other people had gotten in the business and turned things around and, and you feel like you got thrown a, you know, a right hook, you know, I have to go back though and say, but God, I remember when this, I remember when you brought me out of this. I remember when you healed me. I remember when you took me out of that hole. I remember when you took this thing that was totally impossible with man and with me and you turned it around. I remember I was so hurt and so broken and so disgusted with people, but God, you healed my heart and made me whole again, able to love. Go back to your stones of remembrance. Remember what God has done and then tell the devil, shut up, because if he did it once, he'll do it again. He'll do it again. So go back and, and remind yourself of what God has done, what God has, has did and what he's going to do, and how you're still here. Sometimes you need to just get up and just be thankful that you woke up, okay? Because if, if you weren't here, you wouldn't have problems. So you're here. But let's take those problems and turn them into some victories, amen? Let's just say, but you know what? I have to do this sometimes. Sometimes when it seems like everything's screaming, I come over here, the church is screaming at me, life is screaming at me, the farm is screaming at me, uh, used to be animals were screaming at me, we got little babies screaming at you. You know, sometimes I have to just say, but you know what, God? Today is today. But it's not always going to be this way. These things that seem like they got messed up or turned upside down, God said, I'm going to turn them around. Your comeback's going to be better. So remind yourself, today is today, but tomorrow is even going to be better. Don't get over, though, into worrying about tomorrow. Begin praising him today for the better tomorrow. Say, tomorrow, I got a better day. Tomorrow's going to be better. And remember, listen, regardless of your shortfalls, my shortfalls, all our mess-ups, all the times that we've messed up or made mistakes, or even today you could say, well, you know what, God, I probably should have done this and I didn't. And I know you asked me to. I should have spent some time with you and I didn't. I just got up, ran off and did my own thing and, you know, and I know I should have done that this morning. It's all right. God said, let's start with right now. Let's do better right now. Don't dwell on what you didn't do. Dwell on what can we do then next time to do better. And, and, and listen, no matter how much any of us messed up, God said, I can turn it around. There's nothing that you could do that God can't turn around and fix it if we'll let him. Okay, but then now don't go around, you know, a week later, look at the same thing, know it's not a good choice, and then go, well, but God... God will forgive me. God will fix it. No. Now, there's one thing to do it when we just do it, and sometimes we don't know no better or we've gotten, you know, over on the wrong side of the street. You know, but don't keep doing that. Say, God, help me to do better so the next time, so I can have victory in this area. God wants us to be victorious. And once again, why not? Just for us, but those that are attached to you. God will turn it around for your good. No matter what the devil meant, 
He's never bigger than God. So quit thinking that, okay? Don't look at sometimes where it looks. Sometimes it will look like, that is just really huge, that problem. But it's not too big for God. It never is and never, never will be. So ask yourself that question, what puny lifeboats maybe are you trying to hold on to or have depended on in the past in your life? Just let them go. Let them sink. Let it go and trust God. Lean on God. Quit holding on to yourself, on to others, or on to other things that you think is going to help you. Lean on him all the way in every area. And consider some of the ways that you might commit more of God's promises to your memory so that you can recall them in the time of your storm. That's why I said that it's good to write some things down, even put them on some index cards. You know, have them near you. That way there, if you're struggling in something, you know, uh, either Google it up or go to what you've written down and then begin to read it. I'm going to tell you, there's something supernatural in that. You'll set the atmosphere. You can change the atmosphere in your house and in your life just like that by starting playing the word of God or declaring God's word over a situation. Begin to say it, begin to say it, but say it over and over and over and over. So then when the devil tries to attack you, you know, or maybe you're in a weak moment or all of a sudden it just seems like all hell has assailed on you, guess what? Because you've been saying it and saying it and saying it, what's going to come out? Whatever you've been putting in there, all of a sudden that'll be able to come out. So you might not even be able to get to anything. You might not have your phone. You may not have it, but coming up out of your spirit's going to say, Oh, no, devil, you're not going to have my body. You're not going to have my children. You're not going to have my life. You're not going to have uh, my family. And begin to say what God has said. Write down his scriptures for your circumstance. Get to know what God's promises are so when the enemy comes and when the attack comes, you have something to fight back with. You have something to say, nope, and read it to him. Read it to him. Say, listen to this. Read it right to him and say, you want to hear about what? Here, you think I got that problem? Let me tell you what God said about it. Turn it around, and then you'll begin to feel victorious. Your faith will begin to rise, and now you'll be able to have victory in that situation. No matter what, God's word is always true for you and for me. So regardless of what everything and everyone else may be saying at the moment, or what it appears to be, God has said, I can turn it around. God can change it. God can make it better. God can cause a man to run to him and believe in him that everyone in the world has given up on. But God can turn a man's heart if somebody's praying. Not carrying them, praying for them, and then giving them to God. So God, regardless of everything else that's going around, and maybe saying at the moment, lean on God. Because listen, encourage yourself. Put on some praise music. And then tell yourself, guess what, devil? This is going to pass. This ain't going to last forever. Because today is today, but tomorrow is better. Tomorrow is a better day. It's going to get better and better. So because of God's promises, he will deliver us to dry land. Always, if we'll lean on him and trust him and say what he has said. But we 
are going to have to stop limiting God and quit agreeing with what's happened and what everybody else is saying and lean on God and start saying, God, I'm going to lean on you. I'm going to say what you're saying. I'm going to agree with what you say. Don't just say it. Put your name in there. Say, this is for me. This is for me today. And then tomorrow gets better, and then it gets better and better and better, and it will turn around till I have total victory in whatever it is that you're believing God for. Amen? Because your life is counting on it, and others are counting on it. They're counting on you and me to do the right thing, to say the right thing, and be in the right place at the right time. Amen? Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.